Sorry, my cat's going crazy. You just hit it. This son of a... Oh, he's going to do it again. You fool. I don't even hear the cat. What's he doing? Yeah, you can't noise. hear the cat, the cat. That good. I just always get nervous. I'm getting nervous. Kane's going to be like, what the hell is going on in your background, Brian? Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back again to another episode of Behind the Pursuit. However you found us, we're so glad that you're here as we get behind the scenes with the Pursuit Spirits brand. I'm your host, Brian Bikey. Joining me tonight, as always, we have Kenny and Ryan. Gents, how are you doing today? Hey. Is it as always? It might be. As, as most of the time. Yeah, I think we've only done one with me and Brian, one with you and Brian, so... 99% of the time, it's, as always, us three. It works every it. time. We're here. 96% of the time, it happens. Oh. We're here. We survived another two weeks. We're still in business. <laughs> we, think. we think. Bank account says we do. We're still in. Yeah. We're still there. We're still in the, we have, the black. We have some in AR, so we're, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we just need some more in our accounts uh, receivable side. We need to put some more, need some more POs yeah. in. But uh, I mean, that's one of the things that we're waiting on right now. And we hadn't really talked about it. It's just like we are, we're slow rolling, putting out more bottles and more releases because of excise tax. And we've got some more stuff uh, up in our sleeve that we'll be able to talk about here soon too. Yes. Both of you all fresh off of spring break. I mean, did you guys get any rest in there at all or no rest for the weary? And it was just keep kind of keep trucking along the whole time. We spent spring break about 30 miles from each other, but didn't see each other. <laughs> I had, you know, six kids in our cabin and four of them were under five. So it was a little, <laughs> Oof. A little chaotic. So lots of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Some stuff to keep That's you comatose. Right. Is that what it is? <laughs> keep you yeah, level, it's like level-headed. Yeah, Dwight Yoakam's and... Wedding Crasher, he's like, go comatose for me, baby. That's what, That was me about four o'clock every day. Yeah, for me, it, I mean, my daughter's nine. She's great. She's easy to get along with. She's a she's a human that can interact with you now. And she doesn't really fall apart too much. So that's that's the good thing. But we did bring our new puppy with us because it was at the age where you couldn't really board it. We didn't have anybody to send away or take care of it. So we brought the puppy with us, which required us to come back to the cabin every three hours to make sure we could go let it out. So there was a, a constant back and forth going out, making sure you take care of the dog, then going back out again. And always it's always in the back of your mind. So there was no late nights or anything like that. So unfortunately, I think that's just the, uh, that's just vacations with kids for the most part, unless you have some grandparents or somebody that can come along and watch everything while you all have a, a date night and something out. But it was not, not in the cards for us well, this time. That's what we did, but we didn't get a date night. I think the grandparents came along. They got date nights in the hot tub. No, After the go. kids were in all day, I was like, I'm not getting that damn thing. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> sanitize like, it. That water's just fermenting with stuff. It's like a <laughs> cooker with four, six kids in it. And then the grown ups want to get, I'm like, no way. Lots of congeners coming out of that one. <laughs> if you want to relax, and you're in the Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, Sevierville area, do not go to Dollywood. That is not a place you relax. <laughs> <laughs> it's You pay 500 bucks and you wait in line for three 
well, no, you wait in line for eight hours for three rides and you get wait 45 minutes for like Kroger frozen pizza. <laughs> it was good. You know, we had a good time. <laughs> it was good. Find, find the silver yeah. lining there. I mean, you also did pick probably one of the busiest weeks of the year to go to. Yeah, it's the last time we listened. And the hottest it's the last day. time we listened. Like, we're, they had been to Dollywood the night before. We're buying the tickets. And we're like, they had a fast pass option. We're like, we're going to buy this. They're like, no, you don't need it. Dollywood, all, every time we go, it's not crowded. We pull up in the morning and there's like 500 cars in traffic. And we're like, oh boy. And we try to buy the fast pass. It's already sold out. And we're like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say I've never done the Dollywood experience, but anytime you go to Universal or anything like that, that fast pass, oh, best money. You totally. Can spend we do life. that everywhere we go. I don't know why we listen to them. I, it's, it's, that was idiotic. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I, I'm sure everybody that listens to this, everybody knows the value of your time. I mean, yes, a lot of people spend their time waiting in lines for, for bourbon bottles, but I tell you what, I, that's a little bit different because you can keep yourself entertained. But when, let's say, for lack of a better term, let's say it's in the month of July and you're in Florida waiting in those lines out there, you don't want to be standing in line that entire time. There's nothing fun about that. Hurry up and get inside, get on the ride, get some AC. That's right. I'm sure everybody's thrilled about our amusement park advice. Uh, okay, I'll give you <laughs> one more little tip then. So if you are going to be going to Universal, I will say that you can stay at the Lowe's Hotel. Yes, I've done that. Uh, yep. Right there. And you get a free fast pass by staying at that hotel. It's it basically pays for itself. I don't need to give you a code for that. Let's go ahead and take that free advice. Well, speaking of experiences and hopefully not negative ones here, but we want to talk about uh, and maybe another one of those brainstorming sessions where we're just talking about beyond the bottle experiences. And there's two ways this kind of plays out. Uh, the main way I think we're probably going to be talking about is when somebody grabs a bottle off the shelf, you know, how do you continue to interact with them? What do you do after that purchase point, maybe at that purchase point, but to continue to build a story, continue to build uh, something with the person to get them intrigued beyond just grabbing that bottle? You know, another way to kind of look at this too is any of the folks who are lucky enough to kind of go on barrel pick experiences. When those things happen, you get inside jokes, you get random ideas that go into potential stickers for those as well as long as the distilleries allow for that you you have some pics and maybe videos from the barrel pick experiences that allow those things to continue on but you know there's there's a little bit more uh, to it. it it puts a little bit more extra a little bit more emphasis usually on those bottles for people so how do you create an experience like that how do you just develop an experience for somebody at and after the point of sale. I'll leave this one off because this was sort of my idea and why I kind of want to talk about this one. And I think selfishly, I love to be able to talk about these things because at some point there will be a listener that's going to send an email to us and saying, I've got an idea for you. And those are usually better than what we can brainstorm here. So my, my thought process was trying to figure out how do we get that experience and how do we keep people a, a fan or connected to the brand after the, the point of sale? And this is not going to be for like a lot of people that listen to the show. I'm sure a lot of people that listen to the show, you've already purchased a bottle. You're you're definitely a fan of it and you're listening to this and this is this is a way that you stay connected with it. And that's what I love. But it, I, I don't think that we're gonna get fifty thousand people listening to the show. So we've got to figure out how do we how do we connect that with that on a on a different level. And some 
companies use email lists. I mean, that's a fantastic way to do it. Um, you go, you go, and you sign yourself up for a tour. All all of a sudden, you've now been added to an email list, and that's an easy way to have uh, an asynchronous type of communication where you can just give regular updates. What's happening at the distillery? Here's new bottle releases. That's how you can just stay inside of your uh, your purview and make sure that customer is always on your mind. You can always do more outreach and, and more promotion on social because that's where you're going to release a lot of stuff. How do you get people connected with the brand there? But I'm, I'm trying to think a little bit further than that. And I'm trying to think about other than having to get on a Zoom session with Ryan and I, or maybe you have a one-on-one conversation with an ambassador, because those are very, that's, those are heavy touch points. And that's a very, it's a, it's a hard thing to do because it's a, a, it's a more intimate experience, but that's hard to do on a massive scale. And so I'm trying to figure out like, what's a cool way to do this. We've got a lot of introduction of where technology is going nowadays. And I want to figure out how we can use that to create a, a new experience for people uh, with the, the advent of AI, with of course, QR codes everywhere, with um, other types of materials that we can get our hands on. I'm just trying to figure out like, what can that, that next thing be? And this is one thing that I was actually brainstorming with somebody earlier today. Uh, they've got a really cool product out there. I'm not going to talk about it because we'll probably uh, introduce it one of these days, but trying to figure out exactly how do we, if, if it would be really cool to say, maybe we create some sort of subscription program where every six months you get four 100 mLs or maybe 200 ml, eh, probably 100 mLs of something that we've created or something that's an experiment or just something that's in the waiting and that is something that you get and maybe it's got a QR code, maybe it's got an NFC chip in it and it brings you to a YouTube video where you can sit there and you can watch it. You can look at some material. You can, maybe it's a podcast just like this where we're talking about it and we can say, hey, let's go through tasting one through four together, but you do it on your own time. You don't have to do it there in real time with us or anything like that. And maybe that's a cool gift idea. Maybe that's something I'm not too sure if that sounds interesting to people, but I'm just trying to figure out how do we create a, a another experience outside of just the point of sale that we keep a, a consumer engaged and involved as well. Yeah, it's funny you're talking about how do you keep sharing the story or telling the story, and I think of like the new bourbon consumers, and I don't know if they care about a story. They just go by Weller and Blanton's regardless without knowing the story <laughs> and they keep showing up and they have no idea the story dang it you're kind of uh, right i guess something that a newer brand can take advantage of of try to build a deeper intimate connection with consumers it's an opportunity that's what i was looking for an opportunity for a new brand to do that and to be fair i am not the most tech savvy understanding the technology side behind it but i'm all about building connections and you know it's I don't know. I'd, I'd have to think about myself if I think it would be cool to receive the samples, but would I like scan and have some guy talk to me about them through them? I don't know. That's, it's kind of creepy, but maybe not. I don't know. I'd have to like try it out for myself. I'm not against it well, or for let's, it. Let's take, let's, let's take uh, two examples that are, are very relevant or relevant and, and present. So every Christmas you always get something in the mail from maker's yeah. mark. Right. They go through some big, massive thing. And I, I don't even want to help know how much postage they they pay because it would probably bankrupt us. Uh, the second is a lot of people, uh, me, myself personally, I just got my five year mellow moments pen. In the how mail. come I didn't I get one? Did you pay for mine at some point? 
don't pay for mellow moments. That's well, free. Then you sign me up, or did I just, or did I just take your money and run? You did. I thought you signed me up at some point. I haven't got anything for Mellow Moments in a while. Ah, well, check yeah. the fam. But I see some people getting 15-year pins. But I think this is the first time they've ever released pins. I, I'm not entirely too sure. But, I mean, you look at that and I go, okay, that's that's something there. And that's a free thing that you can sign up for. But I, we've got to look at it there. They've got much bigger marketing budgets than we do. So they can go and create 30,000 pins and ship 30,000 things out. And that's okay. That's just part of their lower tier marketing budget. We can't do anything like that. So that's why I'm looking at it. How do we create something that could be either subscription based where people would pay, but they get whiskey. Okay. I think that's cool. And I want to figure out a way to look at other technology that's being developed today, because I think there's a lot of things that we can harness with, uh, with everything that is being invented. And I just want to figure out what is it that is? I mean, is it something that's, that's on your phone that you, that you can use and you can show, uh, is it something that where, you know, we make, um, a TikTok filter for it? Is it something that is, uh, you put on your VR goggles and your VR glasses and you know, you're sitting there with oh Ryan God, and I, sorry like, for you. like, <laughs> like a, a, a very AI version of us. Like, I don't know. Like, there's so many cool things that, that are on the horizon that could be done. Can they give me more hair? Not nah, <laughs> give you more hair, but also look at this as it could go the other way. I mean, um, when was the last time we talked about the metaverse? Never. Not not recent enough. Exactly. I mean, that was one of those things that my or gosh, NFTs. people were going there. NFTs, people were talking about that. And it wasn't, that wasn't even a while ago. We're talking like, what, six months ago? Maybe a year ago, a lot of that stuff was hot. And then now it's like, pfft, nobody cares. So it's not to say we have to pivot or over pivot on it, but it's something to just kind of look at and figure out, is there something that we can create that would be experiential. I don't know. Who do you think, I guess, I mean, you mentioned Makers and Four Roses. Who do you think are the brands that do kind of have like that people will buy like just whatever they put out? <laughs> is it just because it's a crazy finish or is it just, is there something they do that engages people to want to try all those things? Or I don't know. I'm just trying to figure, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just trying to understand who do you think, who, who you think does best besides those two? No, and I and I'm not saying that both of them do well in regards of social engagement, um, but there's nothing that's there. I don't think they're doing anything different than what anybody else yeah. is doing. I, that's what I that's the way I look at it. Like I feel that everybody's trying to do the same exact thing. Everybody's either trying to put out new products to try to get people to try to chase after the shiny red ball, or they are giving away t-shirts and hats and pins and whatever just it's like it's all the same stuff like everybody's doing the same thing and i'm just trying to figure out what is what's something that hasn't been because makers did that if you became ambassador and then your name gets like etched on a barrel or something on the barrel and then you come and and people go like all right my barrel was dumped today i'm gonna buy another dipped bottle that i'm gonna dip (laughs) (laughs) but that's true that was actually unique because they did actually put your name on the barrel and I, I mean, it must still be going on. I haven't checked in a long time, but yeah, you had a huge database where you could go and you could log in and you could see exactly your barrel, your serial number. You can see all the people that were on your barrel as well. And then the day that it was going to be dumped, yeah, you got an email and you said, hey, this is going to be dumped on X amount of day or whatever. You companies come to the distillery. You probably get like a free tour, but you can go buy a bottle and it's probably not from your barrel. But, you know, those are one of those things that uh, that truly creates a a memorable experience where it 
captures people in. Uh, that is actually probably something that is that is different. But that's a and I think when I when I think about it, that is a very scalable model because it's not high touch. I mean, that's all just hey, go ahead and enter your name into a form, and then all of a sudden, you know, you get forty thousand emails coming in. It's like, well, go ahead, start etching those plates and start slapping them on barrel heads, and we'll assign a serial number. And that's that's a very easily automated type of system. Brian, you're engaged with the Mellow Moments. I know you've gone to a bunch of their events. What what is it about the Mellow Moments that you you like? I guess, sir. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up those two brands because I I feel like at least at present there are some slight differences between the two. At the core, the two of them are just very engaging experiences. Makers specifically, and it, they, it asks of nothing. And if someone's like, "How do you do that?" Then you just, you know, my dad used to be like, he used to be like, everybody join the makers thing. You just get you free stuff. I put all of your all's information in. You got to get these socks. They'll send you socks. They'll send you ornaments. They'll do everything. And eventually the bear and four roses a lot of times is similar. You know, you do this, you come by the distillery, you can get a free gift, you get free tours, whatever. However, four roses does seem to have another level that does peak whiskey enthusiast interests, which is a little bit of fear of missing out. They do some events that are only for the people in, in Mellow Moments. They do some releases only for people in Mellow Moments. And then they'll do... And and there's only a limited number of people that can get in to Mellow right. Moments. And I actually don't remember if this is specific for Mellow Moments or not. I think they maybe they have a public one and a not public one, but maybe not. But around the time of the limited release each year they have where you can sign up for a virtual this it's been virtual since you know the pandemic before that i don't remember if they did it or if it was just not virtual where you do a tasting and brent elliott's there he'll walk you through the stuff and you get to try uh, the product and now post pandemic they give you a sample of it so a little bit of to what you're talking about where you're paying for this tour that you're able to do and you know he's walking you through the le and then in providing you with a sample there's and i think that there are people who still want that element too regardless of if it's only for the consumer and only as this free kind of perk to kind of grow the brand and the relationship between the brand and the consumer if it is something that is a little bit more insidery, a little bit more of a perk, I think there are people who want to look for both sides. So I'd be curious to hear what what exactly you're going for. Are you wanting to have an extension that just basically says, hey, we just want you all to engage with Pursuit Spirits more for the sake of the pursuit? Or is it something that's like, but eventually we want sales. So like they might not not be mutually exclusive. I think the people who are in the makers thing probably still buy makers and i think the people who are in the four roses camp are for the most part probably for roses drinkers to some extent so i think it does it's what it's supposed to do what we think it's supposed to do regardless of maybe some of the the end goals to it i've always appreciated being able to have a brand extend something that just seems lavish that just is like a celebration of people who enjoy the brand so 
bringing this all back around to to pursuit. You know, we have the Pursuit Palooza, which is primarily focused on the bourbon pursuit side of things, even though there's an emphasis with Pursuit Spirits, whether it's a breakdown or tasting, a picks or, you know, demos or something that's gone on, but maybe events that are similar to that. Maybe it's, you know, people who are the you've mentioned it on a previous episode of being able to celebrate the ambassadors in some sort of way. You know, that's a very minor way of doing this, but there could be a larger way that just says, hey, you know, if we were to do an event in Louisville, if we were to have a place where we could congregate in Louisville, you know, people who are in this sort of group, you're invited to this and and here's the type of thing that takes place there. Maybe it's, hey, we've actually pulled some of the resources from the bourbon pursuit side of things and we have all these people from the industry and it's kind of like a meet and greet, drink and pursue, making some cocktails of pursuit or something like that. People might be like, wow, what an interesting insight uh, kind of thing that's, that's, that's brought together that otherwise I wouldn't have, you know, a way to to be a part of this thing, but Pursuit's able yeah, to kind of kind of bring that together. It's interesting you say that, Brian. It's like we are in the unique position that obviously we have our own brand, but we also have all these relationships and industry inclusion where we could leverage, not leverage, but use those connections to engage fans on a much broader scale. They can not just engage with us, but they engage with brands as a whole. It's an interesting thing dynamic we have with the the dichotomy of the podcast and our own brand. You mentioned the Palooza, and now that I think about it, it's I love Palooza for a few different reasons. One, it's because everybody comes over from around the country and it's two full days of just jam-packed programming. And I look at that and it's like, okay, that's been successful or we'll see our second one here this year. We've been successful once. (laughs) We've been successful once. I, I, I can, I am predicting a repeat. How about that? And I'll predict a three peat even after that. And I talked to Fred not too long ago. He sends me a message and he goes, I think he was at his Pittsburgh thing. And he said, there's a lot of people here that are really psyched for Palooza. I'm going, this is amazing. I would do Palooza three times a year if I had the resources and the, and the capabilities to do that. And so now you've kind of got me thinking it's, it's like, it, it reminds me a little bit as well, you know, wild Turkey, they do camp run amok for all the bartenders and the GAT community that comes in where they're literally camping outside, but it's a few days of camping, bartending, partying, probably learning a lot about the brand, everything like that too. So I look about it and I'm like, what if we created all day immersive pursuit experience like that's uh that's something we do five times a year like one day on a saturday we can get 50 people in and we just try to figure out how do we create something that goes from the morning to the evening that encompasses food cocktails insider experience barrels just kind of tasting through stuff dinner good night I mean, something that's like full on, but it's it's not something where it's like 10 or 12 people like it feels like a tour. I'm talking like it feels like a fun party like experience, like you're there with a lot of people, kind of like what Palooza is. Now, Palooza, we do with 100 people. And the problem that we we see with 100 and uh, up to 115 is that we start capping and maxing out a lot of places that we can go to. So this is something that I would look at and it's like, what would what would you be willing to to pay? I mean, because we can't fit the bill for for that every single time. So it's like, you know, for Palooza, it's three hundred dollars, and it gets you two days worth of programming, and that is a that is a break even expense for us. We don't make any money on it whatsoever. 
But that also includes some things that we wouldn't have to do on a one day, such as maybe transportation that's for two days and some other things. So there's there's some ways that we could look at shaving some of those costs. Of it might be something where it's like, would you pay 150 or 200 dollars a day to go and have some kind of experience like this? Because it's not to be a, a money maker by any means, but it's supposed to be something that. And that's the real. That's one of the big reasons why we do Palooza. It's not. We don't make a dime off of it. The real reason is it's a it's a fan appreciation weekend. We want to say thank you for helping us, and we're not here to sit there and make more money off you. It's like we want you to drink our whiskey, <laughs> and and I think that's that's really what I want to get out of it. I mean, we've had really good success with it. The other part of it is it goes back to my original thought at the top of this. It says this is a very kind of like one to one type of situation. It's not a one to many. And I'm not using technology to make this easy on myself. So the makers putting your name on a barrel still sounds like a better idea. <laughs> yeah, no, you're talking about trying to use technology and leverage that to. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like going back to old school. Yeah, I, was, I remember Old Scout did something too. It was called like Trambler or Tramble. Oh, Trambler. Yeah, Trambler. Yeah, Trambler. Trambler. Something like it's that. It's like where they invite, is it bartenders or just maybe brand. No, it was everybody in their Facebook community. Yeah, I mean, I know uh, other a lot of folks that that would go to it. I mean, it's Facebook community and super fans and stuff like that. Yeah, I was trying Look, to here's what you up. need to do. You need to code where everyone it, it it now listeners slightly plug your ears for this. Okay, you don't plug it so much that you can't hear it, but plug it enough that you you don't read too much into this. You need to you need to get a little bit of data about the people who. Who, who buy from us or who we whose emails we do have or engage with us online, whatever. So that around the holidays, AI, you have a code and AI generates uh, a song just for them that goes out towards the end of the year. And people are like, <laughs> like a this singing is telegram. Yep. Like a singing telegram with a little with a little sweater with maybe a little sweater or some gloves or something. <laughs> Kenny's not impressed. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We we thought we could be an online only brand from the get go, and we learned that that was. <laughs> we learned. And right then now we're it. trying to create a virtual brand experience, and I don't know. I'd be curious to hear feedback if people would be into that or not, or if it's like I get it, the technology's there, and it's potentially could be cool, but would people be into it? I'm I'm just curious. I have no idea. Yeah, give it's, us feedback like, on that. One of those things, like you have to you have to meet people there in that moment. And you can't trust to say, here, take this card with a QR on it and go home and scan it. Your life's going to change forever. It's not going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. Like I said, you just got to figure out some way to make it to make that interesting or to make that make that a little bit different. And honestly, you know where it's going to start off with? We just got to build an email list. That's really the first thing that's going to come from is we've got to be able to give people updates and we got to do it through an email list. And, and we've done a very terrible job. Because we haven't done any of that. The only thing I do is I have a pop up on our website that says enter your email here, and we haven't sent a single email. It's the safest spam ever. <laughs> it, yeah, it really is. Because we haven't sent a, a single update yet because I haven't had time to do it. But I, I feel that that'll be our, our first thing that we'll have to do. And that's, that's reaching a broader community. Having people that listen to this show, this is our, this is what I would, it's like the, our Patreon of, of Bourbon Pursuit. Like, those are the diehards. If you're listening to this, you're the diehards and you're going to you're going to be the ones that are going to be up to date and probably the ones that 
are going to be really vested into our success and new releases and stuff like that. And so you're always going to hear it first because you know, we don't know how to keep our mouth shut. So we're probably going to let stuff slip on this show Especially all the time. Me. But we'll, yeah, but we'll be able to sanitize it through an email list and get it out to a broader, broader reach as well at some point in the future. And by the way, I saw it earlier on Facebook this week. Uh, Yellowstone's trying to build up their email list. Did you see what they were doing? They're giving away a paddleboard if you sign up for their oh, email I list. I thought it was a day with Yellowstone Fonte. Yellowstone paddleboard. <laughs> well, it is. It's You're going to be on the Kentucky River paddleboarding oh boy. with them. Let, Let me, me teach you a thing or two about paddleboarding. There was a character <laughs> who wanted uh, a paddle, and then he saw a board. Who do you think made that board? Uh, is this rhetorical, or am I supposed to answer this? <laughs> Then you answer, and he's like, stares at you like you're not supposed to answer. <laughs> you're like, oh, <laughs> it's a, all part of the experience. But uh, you know, Elijah Craig used to have these neck tags back in the day, and it was like a bourbon society you could join. You know, it was like a you just type in a website before QR codes, but it was like a bourbon society you could join. I can't remember. I, I, I can go find an old Elijah Craig bottle, but it's interesting they had. I don't know that that even exist anymore but i do remember them doing that back in the day yeah maybe that's another thing it's like what if you what if you took that because here's the thing i i i feel that a lot of ideas that are going to try to be natively digital first or something like that where people are like the ideas that i'm thinking of they will die off because you don't have this sort of personal interactional experience but it, what seems to actually live and seems to work are people, and maybe it's not even hosted or ran by the companies themselves, but dang, like Facebook groups are are still working I know, really, I really well that. for bourbon. I mean, they're working really, really, really well. And you can create fan pages, you can create fan groups, and people are posting. I, I think Fourgate's a great example. They've got a four great community Jefferson's does. I mean, they've got upwards of a couple thousand. I think Jefferson's has like ten or twenty-five thousand fans in their in their Facebook group where people are posting, you know, what kind of bottles they're picking up and people are talking about it. Yeah. Maybe that's that's something that we should look at. Uh, and but maybe I don't think that we should run it because that seems a little kind of like, oh well, you know, like we want you to create we'll create our own Facebook fan group and we want you to join it. Like I think that has to be feel like a little organic, kind of like Wikipedia, where you can't make your own Wikipedia entry. Somebody else has to make it for you. And I think that's sort of it ha that that's how it has to grow out of it. So maybe it will grow to that one day. I'd like to be able to see maybe something like that, because that's where a real community can form around it. And people will talk and people will continually want to know about. Yeah, something. look at the Me Church congregation on Facebook. It has 250,000 members and there's like at least like 30 posts a day from people, you know, just asking about recipes or this or that. I know that's different because they're cooking. It's definitely more of an engagement than any other I see of any, you know, Instagram or this or that, where you might get like, you do a post and you get like 15, 20 comments or something or a bunch of likes. Whereas this is like really deep engagement, you know, on Facebook, maybe Facebook's still king, you know? But I, I, yeah, and it's one of those things. It's it's scalable, and it doesn't require you to be in the thick of it every single day. You know, you've got you've got other people that can moderate it and, and everything like that too. So maybe maybe there is something there that we should. We'll just we send them to Discord. Potentially, you really want to go deep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at. I just got this well, Elijah Craig bottle. It's called the Bardstown Whiskey Society. 
for your free membership. And so it's www.bardstownwhiskeysociety.com and you enter this special code 99995EC12. Not sure if it still works. You can try it. But uh, this was in 2009. I'm actually just pulling up right here. It says the Bardstown Whiskey Society has moved. <laughs> it says we've made Bardstown Whiskey Society a part of Heaven Hill Distillery. We're proud of the spirits. If you're a part of the society, you'll still receive the benefits of membership through our newsletter program. Their emails. <laughs> and that's that's what it came down to. So you just basically just got signed up for an email list. Yep. But that's where it's at. Email lists and Facebook groups. I think that's <laughs> that is that is today's. Kenny, to to kind of tie into something you mentioned earlier in the show, so I know that there was a big migration uh, with the the podcast platform, and you all were going back and like cutting ad roll sections and taking out the ads so you could have dynamic ads in there where you can update things as they are relevant and at any point in time during a listenership that will pop up. You also mentioned something about like getting a bottle and then there being a QR code that takes them to like kind of video content or whatever. Is there anything in place that, that has like a that dynamic scanning, dynamic QR code that can take it to videos that we can update, upload in that regard? So, you know, people who are buying bottles, let's say in 2023, it might take them to something that's like a, a general welcome or whatever. But then eventually, you know, as there's a different uh, element of the brand to kind of tell them or to kind of show them it kind of changes for them or something that's like hey if it triggers hey i've already scanned this before my ip or my phone or whatever it takes me beyond the intro video into like another level kind of a video thing i mean what you can do with qr codes today you can you can make a, a dynamic qr code where you have one qr code that goes out there and then say in six months, you just change the link on the back end. So if somebody else goes and scans it, well, it's the same QR code, but it's going to go to a different website. So you change the, you can change the back end. Uh, now, is there something where you could say like, oh, we'll, we'll be the Blantons of QR codes where we'll put a QR code in the bottom of your cork and you got to, you got to open it up and you got to scan the bottom of it. And that's going to take you to something else. And you got to, I don't know, collect all, 42 or something like that. It'll be never ending. I think even like the keys on blade and bow, like you've, you've got something that keeps people engaged and keeps the people as a part of the, the brand. And I think that's, that's cool. And those are physical assets. And I think that's something that's tangible is always good too. I like our what Cecil if- Coleman. You got to collect a lot of C's. <laughs> it's three <laughs> yeah, bottles. Sure. You got to buy at least <laughs> to get the C's. <laughs> what if for every bottle of pursuit they buy, you get $3 off a bottle of Blanton's. Like, it's not actually official. You can't actually <laughs> yeah. redeem it, but it might work for a little bit. Yeah. I'm all for it. You got to find the bottle first. A lot of interesting ideas, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, meandering uh, to try and figure out this, this thing. I, we'd actually be really curious to hear from you. You know, we've talked about before the kind of brand experience, the, the visitor center experience that, that people have had at different distilleries. But we'd be really curious to just to find out if there's other brands, other groups, other anything out there that's that's kind of had something that's gone beyond just the purchase experience for you and maybe that'll be uh insightful helpful uh interesting for us to kind of chew on to see how are these things uh, possibly able to adapt uh, for pursuit spirits so let us know if you have anything like that podcast at pursuitspirits.com we'd love to hear ways that you all have interacted with other brands or other distilleries thanks again for tuning in with us on another episode everybody and until next time We'll see you all later.